It's Wednesday. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris. It means it's time for Tim with Tim. Uh, I know that all that's corny, <laughs> but it is who I am. It is what time it is, and it is what we do. We get together 10 minutes a day, Monday through Friday. We go verse by verse through the Word of God. Uh, I love it. I love you. Uh, I just love this opportunity to do this together. I hope you are likewise enjoying the book of Acts, which is where we are. We're in Acts chapter 8 today, verses 1 to 25. Whoever you are, wherever you are, Thanks for being with us. We all love you. We all uh, would rather read the Bible with you than without you, so stay with us. Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to 25. Now, verses 1 to 3 here are uh, more of a Luke's transitional kinds of statements, but this one's very important. It's just really packed in here. First off, Saul was one of the witnesses. It doesn't sound like Saul threw any rocks the day they stoned Stephen, but this you know, martyrdom, this witness of Stephen makes a big impact on Saul. So after he sees this one Christian die, Saul just can't get enough of that. You notice that. So Saul was one of these witnesses. He agreed completely with Stephen's killing, we're told. And then again, it almost seems like Luke's putting things out of order, but I think it's very strategic. He tells us this thing about Saul, and then he tells us that this great wave of persecution starts right there starts right there. In other words, Stephen is the first. He's never going to be the last. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles are scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Notice right there how the persecution serves gospel purposes. Remember Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, right? Uttermost parts of the earth. Well, so far they haven't gone anywhere. They've all been in Jerusalem and it looks like it takes persecution to drive them out. And so now they go forth into Judea and Samaria and they are going to share the gospel everywhere they go. And then we go back to Saul. Actually, we bury Stephen, which again seems a little bit out of place, verse 2. And then verse 3, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church, went from house to house, dragging men and women into prison. Uh, so uh, really interesting. Saul can't get enough of that now, and he is an active and probably the most active persecutor of the church. That's not the last we'll hear of him. Uh, but then we switch over now. Uh, again, we've mentioned that uh, the men and women who were driven out of Jerusalem, the believers now are uh, sharing the gospel everywhere they go. And so we sort of focus in on one example, and his name is Philip. Uh, Philip is amazing, and this is a wonderful story, and I love it, man. I love S Simon the Great, man, and he's something. Uh, Simon the Magnificent. Philip comes into town, into Samaria, and begins preaching the gospel, accompanied with signs and wonders, and instantly, you know, I mean, the evil spirits are driven out, you know, people are, you know, healed, uh, you know, saved uh, by the power of the Spirit, paralyzed, lame or healed, and, uh, and there was great joy. Just notice that, again, that, that, that Jesus brings real power and real joy. Uh, in this story, but in your life, in the world, Jesus brings real power and real joy. Now, the real power part is what's going to become important because there's this man named Simon who was a sorcerer. Simon the sorcerer. Simon was a magician. Simon was called somebody great. So, I mean, literally, you know, he was Simon the great. 
Um, he probably started out doing, you know, Samaritan birthday parties, you know, pulling rabbits out of hats and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, he was on Samaria's Got Talent and got pretty far in that. And after that, he started putting like five minute little clips of magic tricks on YouTube. He started getting like a, a million hits, a million views for every five minute magic trick. So Simon's kind of peak, uh, peak magic here. Uh, he's uh, he's a big deal. He thinks he's a big deal. He's amazing. You know the tricks he can do. He was the Harry Houdini of his day. He was the David Blaine of his day. The most famous magician of his day. He is an amazing fake. I mean, magic is fake. You know that, right? I mean, you know that, right? Like it's all fake. It's all tricks. It's an illusion. Uh, so it doesn't even matter how amazing you are as a fake magician, you're still fake. And if nobody else knows you're fake, you still know you're fake. And that's kind of where Simon falls in here because he sees for the first time real power, like real power. Like he's been, you know, you know, all this time, you know, just trying to fool people, you know, fool the eye, you know, with his little card tricks and a little magic set, you know, but, but, but now it's real. He sees real power and, uh, he's got to have it. And so, um, people believed Philip's message, the scripture says, uh, concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And as a result, many of them were baptized. Okay. Notice all of that. They believed Philip's message about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ and they were baptized. And then verse 13, and Simon believed and was baptized. Are we supposed to believe that was real? You, you know, like everybody else, there's a buildup. They believed in the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom of God. They believed in Jesus, but just Simon believed and was baptized. Is he a real believer? I mean, because honestly, you can believe, you know, and still not be saved. I mean, even the demons believe and tremble, the scripture says. So, so there's a kind of faith, there's a kind of belief that doesn't lead to salvation. Is this the kind that Simon got? Because I'm not so sure about him, you know? I mean, he's been fooling people, tricking people his whole life. Is this a trick too? What's he up to? Okay, well, honestly, as you know, you can't see a person's heart. I can't judge a man's heart. And I can't read that and tell you if Simon had a legitimate, a genuine experience of salvation. However, I can't read his heart, but I can watch what he does next. I can watch his actions. I can watch his behavior. And what's the next thing he does? Well, it's, it's really interesting. So, so Peter and John come down. I don't really think this is one of those you know, the mama church coming down here to see what Philip's doing and, and make sure he's doing it straight. I don't think so at all. I think at this early stage, especially, uh, it's sharing in the Gentile mission. I, I think that Peter and John have come down to participate in this mission with the Samaritans in, in, in Samaria. So Peter and John come. It's really interesting. When they arrived, the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. Now, Philip had preached and people believed in Jesus and were baptized, so we know that their salvation was legitimate and I'd say complete, but the Spirit hadn't come. It's really fascinating. Some people call this the Samaritan Pentecost. It's, it's almost as if God deliberately delays their reception of the Spirit. Now, why would that be? Well, why would that be? Um, it's possible so that Peter and John would witness it, so that Peter and John would be a part of it. It brings unity between what the Spirit is doing in Jerusalem and now what the Spirit is going to do in Judea and Samaria and everywhere else. 
Peter and John see it. They're a part of it. And so you know there's continuity. This isn't something new. It's not a different gospel. It's the same gospel. It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. So you see that? I think God delays the, like the Samaritan Pentecost just for that reason. So Peter and John will be a part of it, and there will be that continuous, that continuity of mission there. Does that make sense? Because that's just kind of what I think. It's, it's kind of strange in the scripture, and it's not explained to us why the Spirit hadn't come upon them when they were baptized and when they believed Philip in the first place. So they lay hands upon him, they received the Holy Spirit, and Simon sees it. You know, and all of a sudden, Simon sees real power. I mean, my goodness, he has been faking all of this stuff. He was faking, you know, sawing the lady in two. He was faking where you put him in the straitjacket and put him in a tank of water and he escapes. He had the key in his mouth the whole time. I mean, he's always been faking it, but now he sees real power. And he says, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Now, remember how I said that you can't, know exactly his heart when he believes and is baptized, but you can watch what he does. And, and I'm watching what he does. And, and right here, if it turns out that you still want all the same things you wanted before, you got saved, you know, maybe you're not saved. You know, if, if nothing changes and, and I'm telling you, nothing's changed with Simon. He still wants the same thing he wanted before. And that is to be somebody great. He wants now to uh, you know, add the Holy Spirit to his little magic act. Did you see that? He wants the power of Jesus, but he doesn't want Jesus. He wants the power of Jesus so that he can continue to be magnificent. You know, he's gonna be the greatest magician of all time, but he don't want Jesus. Do you see that? They don't want Jesus. He just wants the power of Jesus. He just wants to, you know, pull the Holy Spirit out of a hat next time at your local Samaritan birthday party. And uh, the Holy Spirit's not going to have any part of that. So he offers money. Hey, how much I'll take, you know, because every trick Simon ever, you know, got, he paid cash money for it off of, you know, Amazon. And so he's just like, okay, what do y'all take? You know, y'all show me how to do that and how much, you know, how much it costs, you know. And Peter, Peter's not always really nice. He's usually the spokesperson, as you notice. Peter speaks first. But Peter says, yeah, well, you and your money, you know, he kind of tells Simon and his money where they can go, all right? Um, and then he tells him to repent. He says right there in verse 21, you can have no part in this for your heart's not right. Literally, he says, your heart is not straight. Your heart's not right with God. So it doesn't matter if he has been baptized. You know, uh, it, Simon may enjoy seeing Jesus's power at work everywhere in the world, but he hasn't yet let Jesus' power go at work in his heart. His heart's still not right. You see that? So by now, I think we know Simon's salvation's not genuine. It, it, it was never a change where it matters in, in his heart. And then that last part where he says, you know, Peter preaches to him and says, man, you're going to hell. And, and Simon says, oh, pray for me. Pray for me. That's verse 24. Understand, the only way that Simon can get saved is if he prays himself. And this is something Simon still hasn't done. So you see that? He's a rather untransformed person, which makes me think he's a rather unsaved person. Pray for me, he says, so that these terrible things will never happen to me. And then as it goes on, Peter and John uh, preach their way all the way back home to, uh, to, to, to Jerusalem. Uh, wow. Uh, your heart is not straight. In other words, you know, if you're still the same crooked person that you were before you met Jesus, maybe you didn't meet Jesus. 
uh, anyway, I, th I think it's an amazing story. Tomorrow we see uh, a genuine conversion in this beautiful Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch where we pick up in verse 26. Chapter 8 tomorrow, the book of Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. It's another beautiful day uh, that the Lord has given you. So what are you going to do with it? Uh, make the most of it. Glorify him with it and stay in the word, okay? I will see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 2 and 10. I love you all. I, I can't say it enough. I love you all so much. Uh, I will see you tomorrow.